Welcome to episode three of the How to Do Blank in 15 Minutes podcast with me, Chantelle Osman, and Brian Young. Um, this week's episode is going to be talking about POV point of view and how you choose what character's POV to be in in your novel. Um, Brian, thoughts on this? I think this is something when I teach writing classes or when I work with my writing group is something that for a lot of us, it seems really intuitive, but I think even for those of us who find it intuitive, it's really good to interrogate that and examine why we're choosing the point of view character that we're choosing, because the story can change drastically based on who our point of view character is. And and I think maybe, maybe it seems obvious, like the point of view character is the person who's the most interesting or has the most to lose, but um, we just... You know, a lot of writers will just sit down and say, well, this is the person I conceived of as my main character. And naturally, that makes them the most interesting person to tell the story from. But I don't think that's always true. Um, Take a look at Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes is clearly the main character, but there are a lot more compelling reasons that Dr. Watson is actually your point of view character. Right? Like, if Sherlock Holmes were the point of view character, not just the main character, he would solve the mystery way, way sooner than the audience does and not give you a chance to do that. But by placing Watson in that point of view character slot, it gives you a frame for how you're telling your story, but also gives the audience an analog in the story, an avatar in the story, for them to wonder and awe at Holmes and his ability in the first place. So really taking a step back, trying to identify why your point of view character is the point of view character is really important. Um, Another really great example I, I like to use is Guillermo del Toro's first Hellboy film, right? Introducing a novice as a point of view character that lulls them into an already established world gives you cover to, we talked about this in our dialogue episode about how characters need to speak to each other. Having a novice be the point of view character gives you a lot of very compelling reasons why people are explaining things to this character in a very forthright way. Well, that's Um, particularly, I think, a good, um, it's good use for any sort of fish out of water story, which I think if you go back and look, I mean, because, you know, uh, take even children's series, you know, like Chronicles of Narnia or, you know, a, a more higher fantasy series, if it's some one person going to a world that they don't understand, you don't want them running around or going like, what is this? What is that? It's going to be boring. So there has to be that sort of, that character who doesn't know to explain to the audience sort of, but it also has to come in a very casual and natural way um, that the other characters around can explain. One of my favorite scenes of this is actually again, Raiders of the Lost Ark and in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I know, right? Well, it's a very finely written screenplay. Um, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, there's a moment where Indiana Jones is teaching and Marcus Brody shows up and says, hey, the government's here to talk to you. And these two government agents come in and they're interrogating him about his relation to Abner Ravenwood and what's going on. And they sort of say, like, here's the secret Nazi communique. And it says that uh, uh, they found Tannis, essentially. And they have no idea what that means. They are government officials. They're not novices. They're not 
ignorant in any way, but they don't understand what this means. And it gives Indy a time to shine to say, like, I'm an expert in this. Tannis is where we think the final resting place of the Ark of the Covenant is. And they say, like, what what do you mean? The, what Like the Ark of the Covenant? And it gives Indiana Jones a really great scene to display his passion in a way that's fun and tell the audience about what's at stake for the story. You know, I don't know, power of God or something. Um, And you can do it in those small ways where you don't necessarily have to have your point of view character um, a novice for the entire time or for everything, but just for a specific bit of information. That's one thing that I think is really powerful too, is like what secrets your point of view character is holding or what secrets other characters are having keeping from your point of view character that's a really that's a really great indicator of how to choose your point of view character is how a secret involved in the story whether it's a short story a novel or a screenplay is going to affect them and it gives you the most interesting way to go about revealing it no i think that's absolutely correct um you know asking yourself those questions when you're choosing like you know what does my character know? What does my character not know? And why does he need to know or she or they need to know or not know that thing in order to be my point of view character? Um, just like I think that that was a perfect um, perfect description of choosing where you would think that, you know, he, you're writing Sherlock Holmes. You're not writing Watson, really. That story is about Sherlock Holmes. But it does not, it's so much better if it's not told from his point of view that would probably be a very irritating story. Um, So, you know, what does, what does Watson know? What does he not know? Um, And why does he need to know or not know that thing for this to work? Um, And so clearly everything that you went through to answer those questions of, you know, it would be solved 10 steps before the audience and we'd see it. And so there wouldn't be any mystery to it at all. Um, We also don't want to go through that calculating thought process on the page. Um, all of these things go like tick, tick, tick. No, not not my POV character. I think that there's um, a lot of favors that you can do in the narrative. Um, I really love uh, in my classes, I'll, I'll walk students through um, Alfred Hitchcock's likely process in deciding that L.B. Jeffries, Jimmy Stewart's character in Rear Window, um, why he's a photojournalist, Right. Mm-hmm. why he's the POV character. The the short story that Hitchcock used for Rear Window is a terrific short story and it has a character, the premise is the same. This character is is laid up for unknown reasons in an apartment watching all of this go on in a heat wave and thinks that his neighbor has committed a murder. Well, there's nothing about his profession or who he is as a character really in the short story. And so Hitchcock and his screenwriters had to design what job that he would have in order to lend things to the narrative. The point of view character is the one who thinks they're witnessing a murder, right? Because we can have that unreliability to it and that ambiguity in whether or not the character across the courtyard really did commit a murder. Mm -hmm. But making him a photojournalist does Hitchcock all of these favors in the narrative, right? It gives him a reason to have his leg broken, especially as we go through that opening shot and see that he was, he's a very adventurous photojournalist. 
um, but also that he will uh, take pictures of society and fashion magazines. And we see the stack of magazines and the negative that he has framed there, which puts him in contact with Grace Kelly's character in a very natural way. But Hitchcock is also using the photojournalist for other things. A, it gives the story credibility to have his POV character be a photojournalist because he would have the natural suspicion and sniffing out these stories. Also for Hitchcock and writing a screenplay, knowing that his story is going to play out over the course of this courtyard, putting a photojournalist in the POV position gives him an array of lenses and telephoto lenses that he could use to actually literally give the point of view of the character looking through a camera lens. And it helps build and design that final scene with Raymond Burr coming at Jeffries in the dark and him using his flash bulbs to try to foil him because how else is a man with a broken leg going to defend against uh, a completely able-bodied man there in that situation? So, answering those questions about what world this POV character would live in and why they would make the story interesting and how they would improve the narrative is really important as you go through your stories. You know, I really don't think you've given this movie a lot of thought. I think about Hitchcock movies a lot. Um, No, but I think you're right. But I I also would like to um, bold and italicize your point, um, which I think is, one of the stronger ones, of course, you know, at the end with the flash bulbs, it's brilliant. But um, I, I think there would probably have also been other options for that. But I do think that credibility of your POV character is a thing that you have to think about strongly. Like if this were a, I, I'm trying not to disparage a profession here. Um, I don't know if this were a psychic who were laid up with a, um, you know, leg cast. Um, and, and thinks there's been a murder, that credibility would not be there. That I'm going to listen to this character when he tells me this because he has this background that we've established, um, which, like you say, is brilliantly established through context and extrapolation. It's not like somebody walks in and goes, hello, you are a photojournalist. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, I think, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, but I, I think Hitchcock has really been able to use that the other way, too, where the absolute wrong person for the story turns into the right person for the mm-hmm. story. Um, you think about Roger Thornhill, Cary Grant's character in North by Northwest. He is the best character for that story because he's the worst character for that story because he's just an advertising executive and that's it he has no business playing spy and watching him get roped into this spy craft over and over and over again and watching him get exasperated about it and watching martin landau put a bottle of bourbon into him it's endlessly entertaining and it creates a really exciting movie because he's not equipped to handle the things that are in front of him right No. So I I think that asking these questions and figuring out what you need from that person, um, you know, whether it's, is this the right profession or they, do they have the right background, you know, whatever it is and figuring out how that person, because all of these things are going to go to how that person approaches a situation, going back to rear window for a minute and seeing the difference between Jeffries who, um, you know, one of the photos in the beginning shows him uh, at a racetrack in the car crash. And that's, you know, Um, He was in the middle of a track and that's how his leg got broken. Right. Um, So contrasting that with Grace Kelly, who is a 
society fashion person um, and kind of does the Cary Grant thing from North by Northwest where she gets braver and braver um, as to how she's going to involve herself in the mystery um, and what she's going to do. But she is clearly not the person that you would want as the POV character for that story. But that makes it interesting from the POV character because she's trying to prove herself to him. And that's what's interesting is they create that like he lives in both those worlds, but he only really likes one. And of course, who's not going to date Grace Kelly if given the opportunity, but he feels like she's going to be wrong for the world he lives in. And so her trying to prove her love to him in trying to enter that world and you know, sneak across the courtyard and and break into this guy's apartment to find proof of the murder, et cetera, because she wants to prove her love to him is a really fascinating choice, but it only works with him as the POV character. Exactly. Um, I, I think choosing your point of view character is really important. Um, and, and one exercise that I, I think people should, should do just as, just as, just for fun pick a news article, pick any news article and read it, right? Obviously the point of view that it's written from is from the reporter, but think about how many different ways you could tell that story by changing the point of view of the character you're telling the story from, right? Um, Say there's a murder, say there's a murder, uh, say a woman murders her, um, her ex-husband's um, new wife in front of their kids, right? How does the story change from the, the ex-wife committing the murder, the POV of the husband, the POV of the new wife, the POV of the kids, the POV of the investigating officers, the POV of the reporter trying to find the story, the POV of um, say the neighbor as they overhear it. Like there's a hundred different ways you can tell a story like that. And you need to identify the right one to do the job that you want to do for the story. But you can tell the same story over a hundred times just by changing that point of view. Maybe it's of the kids, um, years later, right? Maybe it's not a contemporary story. Maybe the better, better point of view is one of the kids reminiscing back on having to witness this murder and, coping with their trauma? What if it's um, the teacher of one of the kids? What if one of the characters is a teacher, right? What if the murderer is a teacher and the point of view of the story is from the kids getting informed that their teacher is going to be out for the rest of the year because they got arrested for murder, right? Like what makes the most interesting version of that story depends wholly on what point of view you choose to tell the story from. And it's really hard for me in the moments we have left not to go into the choices between, you know, using multiple points of view in a story or a single point of view um, and what person you tell the story in, because I think that's a natural progression from where we are. Um, But that's, I believe, a how-to probably for another day. Yeah, it is. It is. If you want to hear about that, let us know. Yeah, no. Or if you have any other questions about POV or, you know, also just just get in touch and tell us how you chose, um, you know, and we'll share that with others, because I think that's, you know, it's, it's an important question. And, and um, you know, the choices that go into it are are not few, because this is probably somebody you're going to have to live with for at least a lot of words, if not a lot of books. Indeed. 
Okay, so join us for our next um, how-to episode. And um, in the meantime, good writing. <laughs>